Good morning. It's May 1st, and welcome to Doing Life, Daily Devotions for Finding Peace in Stressful Times. This is the audible companion of the book of the same name. Today's title is Total Dependence. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. John 15, 5. There was a Friday a few weeks ago that was one of the better days of my adult life. I saw patients only in the morning, and the afternoon was 70 degrees Fahrenheit, sunny and breezy, and I texted my son and asked if he had time to take me up. Andy at that time was a CFI or certified flight instructor and a commercial pilot. Flight operations were deemed essential industries during the 2020 pandemic, and as such, people employed in that industry were still allowed to go to work. I, too, as a physician, worked in an essential industry, but that Friday I had the afternoon off. Andy had offered long ago to take me up in a Cessna, but I'm basically a flight chicken and had declined to this point. But what the hey, it was a perfect day to give it a shot. I met my son at the small regional airport where the flight school was located. While I filled out paperwork, he walked down the line of aircraft and began pre-flight checks on the brand new Cessna 172 Skyhawk S we would be taking up. I had flown on a 10-seat DHC-3 Twin Otter in Belize last year, but prior to that, the last time I had been in a light aircraft was 36 years ago. When I arrived at the plane, Andy showed me how to get in, adjust the seat, work the door and window, and then took me outside to do his walk around with him. He checked mechanical function of the rudder, elevators, ailerons, and flaps, checked that all wing lights and strobes were functioning, sampled the fuel from below the wing tanks at 13 separate ports, looking for water or contaminants, checked the airspeed sensor, tire inflation, and in addition, washed the windshield. He patiently explained the functionality of each wing surface and the ways the various flap adjustments would affect lift. I listened equally as patiently, remembering that engineering physics at Rice University had almost kept me from medical school. Once we were settled in, Andy on the right, since he was now more used to flying from there as an instructor than in the pilot seat, he began the instrument pre-flight check. He made sure I knew where the fire extinguisher was, where the button on the yoke was to allow me to communicate with ATC if for some reason he was unable to, and then he went through the very sophisticated avionics display and functioning of throttle, choke, yoke, and pedals, none of which did I have even the slightest desire to touch. Then we got out, attached the tow bar, and pulled her out onto the accessory pavement, which would lead to the taxiway. Two planes had to pass while we waited to line ours up. We got in, buckled up, adjusted our headphones and microphones, started the engines, and then Andy methodically went through another checklist reviewing engine function. Next, he checked the appropriate frequencies, set the altimeter to 640 feet above sea level, and we began to taxi. My son explained subtleties of taxiing, including rules and courtesies that all experienced pilots were familiar with. Due to the skeleton staffs maintained by the pandemic, the tower controller for ground and air was the same person. We pulled into an area to wait for our takeoff clearance. As three before us set out on runway 15, almost directly into the 20-knot breeze. It was 1,700 hours. The takeoff roll is remarkably quick in a Cessna 172, with V1 at only 55 miles per hour, so we were in the air within an instant.
didn't take too long for us to be buffeted by convection updrafts as the thousands of acres of cement that is DFW reflected the afternoon heat. Andy explained each movement of the aircraft, laid down some ground rules, like his index fare in the air meant silence while he talked to approach control or tower, and then further explained how engine RPMs, control surfaces, and angle of attack all affected the movement and heading of the Cessna. He had the calmest, most reassuring tone to his voice when he spoke to me, and a professional efficiency and courtesy when he spoke to ATC. Each of his movements were perfectly conserved and purposeful. He asked me if I wanted to stall, and I respectfully declined, but he did demonstrate a glide, and then steep turns that generated enough G's that my phone felt heavy in my hand. He received permission to circle our house, and I texted my wife, who came out to our cul-de-sac, to wave and acknowledge our wing-waggle. On the return run, directly into the sun, we struggled to see an approaching aircraft directly ahead and only 500 feet below us, according to our GPS. He passed rapidly under our right wing, appearing as if magic out of the glaring sun, and it momentarily reminded me of how difficult a dogfight must be, going eight to ten times faster than we were. Andy explained the various types of approach, and as expected, we took base left and came straight into runway 15 with a 24-knot headwind. Despite that, he brought the Cessna down right on the center line with barely a bump. It occurred to me afterwards that the tables had turned. I have a 100-ton master's license from the U.S. Coast Guard, and whenever any of my children were on our boats, I was definitely in charge. They were, in almost all respects, totally dependent on me and on my decisions. 2,500 feet in the air with Andy at the controls, I was now totally dependent on my son. The absolutely coolest observation afterwards was that I loved it. I felt completely comfortable, unafraid, not even nervous really, as I thought I would be. My son had the knowledge in both the flight and interpersonal skills to put me completely at ease. But it wasn't just that. It was more than that. Part of my enjoyment, part of my calmness, stemmed from the fact that I loved and trusted my son. I knew in my heart that he would look out for me, protect me. In short, I knew he always had my best interest in mind, and he would use his considerable talents to make sure I got the most out of the experience. Once we recognize as people of faith that we are totally dependent on the sun, we can take a big breath and turn it all over to him. I had no power at all to control my own destiny or destination while in that aircraft. My son guided me, taught me, lifted me, and kept me safe, not only because he could, but because he loved me. Could there be a better metaphor for our Christian life? If we can just remember that the most powerful being in the world, the one who created it, us, all the laws of physics, and went on to save us from our sins because he loves us, is the same one we depend on every day, well, it makes it easier to take a breath and relax. I will wait patiently for God to save me. I depend on him alone. He alone protects and saves me. He is my defender, and I shall never be defeated. Psalm 62, 1. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We depend on your Son to teach us, your Spirit to guide us, and you to love us unfailingly every day. What a joy to depend on one whom we know loves us and always has our best interest in mind. We can endure all hardships, knowing that you loved us enough to sacrifice your own Son to bring us back to you. Amen.
We'll see you tomorrow.